I am Penny Chitima. I'm from Lotus of Siam. Hi, this is Antima Daniels of Zarmi. Hi, this is Alicia Gillarducci. And Sebastian Mueller from No Butcher. And you're listening to Two Sharp Chefs. Hello, and thanks for joining us. Two Sharp Chefs and a Microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. Happy National Taco Day coming up, Louie. Tacos. Today we're talking tacos. If you see us on YouTube right now, you can see my gnarly uh, Deadpool tacos shirt. I'm ready for this wonderful week that is taco day week. Right. (laughs) Um, So we're super nerds if you don't know this already because we both plan to show you Taco Pedia. We didn't even know that the both of us We didn't even know that each other owned it. Yeah. So just FYI, this is on a maze balls. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's an encyclopedia of tacos. Tacos. Right, right, right. The so history if, if and you, everything. If you haven't had enough of the next Netflix show and if you want like a readable like compendium of facts about tacos and stuff like that, this is the volume to mm-hmm. go to. And it's not boring at all either. Because when you yeah. look through it, there's like beautiful pictures inside it. Um, it's got fun facts on the side, like little stats. Yeah. Um, there's cool even stories. a little loteria game. Ooh, like loteria. loteria. Um, it's like tacos. Like, it's yeah. so awesome. Get it. Yeah. If you don't have it, get it. It's the best book ever. Ever. Um, ever. In here, if you read it, it tells you that tacos, they don't know the exact date that they were invented because it goes back, of course, to like the Aztecs and stuff because of corn. And they believe it was invented between 1000 and 500 BC, like basically a really, really long time ago before Jesus Christ. Uh, my favorite taco is the Al Pastor taco. Uh, traditionally, nowadays, it's with pork, uh, of course, like pineapples that are have that nice like char on them, uh, cilantro and onions. But that's actually kind of a new thing uh, that came around in the 1960s in Mexico City. Uh, the original Al Pastor, <laughs> you're going to love this, Louie. Um, they refer to it as the Oriental Taco. Hmm. And <laughs> the reason is because, you know, as as you probably know already, it's on a vertical grill. You know, right. it's cooked vertically, an upright grill. And those actually came from the Middle East and Asia. Uh, obviously, how they make their lamb and a bunch of other things. And so, yeah, so they called it the Arab taco or the Oriental taco, um, obviously not politically correct back then. Um, it started in Puebla and yeah, it was in the 1930s. The Al Pastor taco. What's your fact, Louis? Well, it says over here that in 1979, a Mexican visual artist, Maurice Bustamante, actually registered the taco and legally claimed the patent rights. Would you believe that? You gotta love that. That's I mean, she's like, smart. Yeah, she's smart. I think that she only wanted to register it to kind of like politically make a statement. Uh, but So she's not like sad. a billionaire. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a lengua taco. I really, mm, tongue. really love... <laughs> tongue tacos. say tongue. <laughs> 
It's typically a really chewy piece of meat, but when cooked right. And I'm telling you, the Mexicans have perfected cooking. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I will get down and dirty with any uh, traditional Mexican tacos. Like, I will even go cabeza. I am right. super fine with that. It's not like you see the head or anything. It's marinated right. beautifully and it tastes like perfection. So exactly. tacos, all tacos are good. And in saying that, we're going to talk to Taco Tarian. They're kind of the hippest taco spot in town. Um, they're now in downtown. They have another location in the Southwest. But Taco Tarian says that they're saving the planet one taco at a time. We'll explain. Louis, today we are chatting with two of the owners. There are four owners and actually two couples that own Taco Tarian. Uh, they just had a new one downtown that's Ooh. actually pretty freaking amazing. It's beautiful and the food is amazeballs. I love it. Um, it's plant-based, which is also very cool. We have Kristen and Carlos Corral with us. How are you guys? We're good. Very good. All right. So we got to talk about this. Taco Tarian started with a life-changing trip to Mexico City for the four of you. So it's it's two couples, two married couples that own Taco Tarian. Mm -hmm. And um, it's Mexico City is one of those places where more people have to jump on that bag bandwagon like right away. It's mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. People go to Cancun, they go to Cabo, they go to all these places. But Mexico City is the Mecca of food. Uh, mm -hmm. Not just in Mexico, I would say like worldwide, it's, you know, one of those like top five, top 10 food destinations. Mm -hmm. um, it's absolutely insane. Tell us about that trip. I kind of got invited last minute um, <laughs> to go along with them because they were going for some work stuff and some mm -hmm. research. And I was just like, oh, I'll go. I've never been to Mexico City. And he's from Mexico. But Regina, our partner, is from Mexico City. So she was kind of excited to like show us the food and everything. And I know originally they were concerned that like there wouldn't be anything for me to eat or for us to eat um, because at the time he was vegetarian and I was vegan. And so, but when we got there, like you said, it's like a Mecca of food. And mm. what a lot of people don't know is that like a lot of the younger generations um, of Mexicans are eating more plant-based food. So there's a, a rise in vegan food. There's so many cool vegan restaurants there Mexico um, City, yes. in Mexico City. Yeah. There's so much going on there with food and, and we got to eat at Pujol. And all of these cool places, which, by the way, had like a, a what was it like ten course, all plant based, yeah, like available. Oh wow! Yeah, so some insane vegan food. So we just kind of like got to talking and like brainstorming after the trip about how great it was and what if we did something like that here. And it just kind of like organically like came together with the four of us, and and it's been really a really great experience. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Um, we just visited the downtown location. Um, freaking, I love your location. Um, it's just the hyper cool, sexy area where all the food people are. You're across the street from Garajis. You're down a couple doors down from Esther's. Esther's. You're next to Craft House. How do you guys like being in that location? We, we love it. Uh, everybody's so nice, so kind and helpful. Like when we're... First, we're building out the, the location. Uh, sometimes, like, we, we had no power because, for whatever reason, and uh, Jeff uh, James Freeze was kind enough to, like, lend us some of his power. We had, like, an extension cord running from his restaurant to ours <laughs> to, like, run some of the equipment. It was, and everybody has been so nice, like uh, Dave and Wendy from Craft House, uh, uh, Mario and Eric from Garagista, 
Everybody had to be so kind. Larry, yes, next to us. Although Larry, at first, you were like, oh, no, this guy's going to hate us (laughs) so bad. (laughs) He's nice, so awesome. I mean, I don't want to say that it's trendy because I I don't think it's trendy. It's more just like a community kind of vibe. It's great Mm -hmm. for, like, walking. I think once, as we start to, like, get back to normal, whatever that's going to be, I think it's going to be a very um, popular place for people because it's really only a half a mile from the Strip. I mean, it's technically walking distance. Right. um, Where they could take one you know, public transit right down. And I think it's just something that offers something different, like a different vibe from like the strip, but yet Mm -hmm. it's so close to the strip. It just gives people a lot to do in one small area. It kind of is like that area in San Diego, like North park where there's like all these breweries. Cause we have more breweries coming down on main Mm -hmm. street. More things are popping up. Uh, Main street provisions is going to be really good. Justin Kingsley hall. Yeah. Yes. And then, um, so I think it's going to be kind of like that area in San Diego where everyone just kind of comes and then goes from place to place to place to place. Right. Yeah. And if you guys aren't the people that are out there that are not in the food industry and you haven't quite caught on to downtown yet, it's nothing like it used to be. It's, I mean, nope. it's absolutely insane. It started with Fremont East and then kept moving on and moving on to the arts district and all these cool areas. And honestly, I mean, one of the complaints when Californians, there's so many Californians that move here is, you know, there's nothing local enough. Um, There's too many strip malls. This area, it's very local and there are no strip malls. It's just like, cool. It's, it's hip. It's like being in a city city, you know, Right. Uh, for the people that are used to being from big cities. I would actually define that area if you wanted to like ask what Las Vegas culture is, like how local Las Vegas is, that would be like the definition. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Definitely. So on some of your t-shirt swag, it says saving the planet one taco at a time. Mm. I love that. I was like, I need to get myself one of those. Um, I love that saying. And I know Kristen that you're involved with many animal advocacy groups. Uh, I also, you know, want to talk a little bit more about that, about why you decided to do plant-based. Like the saving the world one taco at a time kind of ties into the fact that we're plant-based, but it also ties into the fact that we pick one charity every month and 20% of our special for that month Mm. goes to that charity, like environmental, um, human rights, civil rights, animal rights, all of these like welfare issues that we believe in. We donate um, immigrant uh, rights. We work a lot with so we donate to those charities every month so they kind of fall it falls into like both those categories of like tying into veganism and also our giving back to the community um we we originally i think um i think in the very beginning there was like a concept of just doing more of of a regular taco shop with the three of you Mm -hmm. um and i kind of like we all kind of thought that as we were all personally leaning more towards plant-based i was already Mm -hmm. plant-based that doing something plant-based would be really cool and really beneficial and it could be really different than the other plant-based options that are available. And of course, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Like, do that, do that, let's do that. Because <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't have been as involved if it hadn't have been because I'm just so passionate about the vegan aspect of it. Um, so I'm really glad we, we ended up going that way. Totally. Especially <laughs> when we were in Mexico City and uh, I will have to talk to, you know, Anybody who was uh, doing her meals or prepping her meals, and I would be like, hey, can you please do this, sub this, sub that? It was making it, you know, for her. And we realized that uh, even though I was eating vegetarian, she was eating better than the rest of us. And we're like, wait, simple, you know, just people don't realize probably that the flavor and the profiles of Mexican cuisine or, or food, it's, it's mostly about the spices and the peppers and everything else that you use, not just the meats, you know? Or, or seafood or, or anything else. 
And so when we realized that, like you mentioned, that's when we knew like, okay, we have to go in this direction. And we talked to our partners and they were like, along with it. And uh, it, that's it. And since then they've become vegetarian too. So awesome. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. how do you feel um, like um, the U.S. is like providing you with like good products to work with? Like as far as like, you know, vegan, vegan products to... Cook it so we make a lot of our stuff in house. Um, oh, so our okay. seitan, yeah. So most of our meat, our meats, quote unquote, um, are, are made like our seitan. We make in house. Um, other stuff we use is um, uh, jamaica. We use jackfruit. We use mushroom. We use potato. Um, we have a, a couple like faux meats that we purchase from uh, Gardein, which is Cisco, mm-hmm. but um, which is the the fish taco and the um, and the chicken. Um, and then we use a, a little bit of Beyond Me and our gabacho, but it's mixed and seasoned with like our own stuff. So, so we have like generally between 15 and 18 tacos on our menu at any given time. And That's a lot. Mo- most of those, like yes. 90% of those are, are in-house made. So we don't really have an issue like buying stuff. A couple of the cheeses we buy um, from Good Planet because they're just so dang good. But then we also make our cashew-based uh, nacho cheese in-house too. As someone who's not a vegetarian, um, but who also has been leaning toward that lifestyle, especially, you know, just in my everyday and in my weekly kind of eating. So I'll eat at least once a day a vegan meal. Um, and then most of my day is vegetarian. I'll, some of it's pescatarian and I rarely eat meat. To me, it's truly a place where somebody who is not full vegan can enjoy themselves fully. Uh, and that to me is like the marker of a really great vegan restaurant or a plant-based restaurant. It's not just catering to vegans only. I will tell you that I did not miss the meat in any kind of way. And not only that, what I find is after I eat plant-based I feel better. I just physically feel better, regardless of all the other reasons why I might be going plant-based or why I might feel like I want to eat more plant-based foods. I feel better. I feel healthier. I feel like I have more energy. Um, How about you, Louie? My version of um, incorporating plant-based dishes into my routine, because I'm like super busy, is like to grind my salad down to a shake. And if yeah, I miss your lifestyle. that, <laughs> if I miss that, I'm actually like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so lethargic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like a shot to the system when you have a right. bunch of veggies, all exactly. those vitamins and minerals. From the beginning, we wanted to give people a variety, but we also wanted to show people that like veganism sometimes has become this kind of like, like from the outside, I'll say like appears like to this weird cult and a lot of vegan restaurants. That's why they only cater to vegans and then only vegans come there. And then other people maybe want to come there, but then they feel uncomfortable coming there. I don't know. Or maybe intimidated, right? Maybe intimidated. I'm not sure. Like I have my best friend in Orlando says that all the time. There's this really good vegan restaurant in Orlando and I'm always like, why don't you go to, to Market on South? And she's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm like not cool enough to go in there. Like, I feel <laughs> yeah. Like, it makes no sense. But so we wanted to create a space like that was inviting for everybody. Like where we're not pushing, like we don't expect everybody to be vegan overnight. Like if you eat one, like what you said, like you're just kind of leaning that way. You feel better. Like we wanted to encourage people like try this, like see how you like it. And, mm-hmm. and just show people that it's not all tofu and arugula. Like it can, plant-based food can be freaking amazing if you just try it. And the amazing thing about Tocotarian is that I would say probably 75% of the people, if not more, yes. if not closer to 80 or 90% are not vegan that eat them. Yeah. 
Like that hmm. is not our, I mean, we, we love our vegan community. We have a huge vegan community in Las Vegas and I, you know, I'm part of it, but like, that's not, that's not our base. Let's say like we have so many people that just come in and just yeah. really love the food and sometimes don't even know it's vegan or they don't yes. care. They're one yeah. vegan meal for the week. So that's kind of what we strive for all along to just give it a broader, um, yeah. yeah. Just to say Tacotarian is, uh, a restaurant with great food that happens to be plant-based. That's yeah. it. Yes. It's interesting that you said that too, because my husband is like the farthest thing from a vegan ever. And I brought him and he absolutely loved it. And he said to me, which I thought was interesting and to your point, which is his family is so, you know, against veganism or whatever, you know, in quotes. And he's like, I wonder if I just gave them these tacos and didn't tell them what was in them or that they were vegan or plant-based. I bet you they would love them. I bet you they wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, they would. Regina did that to her dad before. She gave him tacos and was like, aren't these really good? He's like, oh, these are the best tacos I've ever had. And she's like, there's no meat. He's like, no way. I don't believe yeah. you. Regina's her partner. Yeah. 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 So he's like hardcore, but now he's gotten really good. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Um, so we talked about how you're a double husband and wife team. I honestly, Mm -hmm. we've, we've interviewed quite a few husband and wife teams. Gelatology is a great, uh, married couple team. Um, but like we haven't interviewed a double husband and wife team, which is so, it's so interesting to me, like two married couples that got together. Uh, Carlos, you are originally from Mexico. Um, Regina, the other wife of the other husband wife team, she's from Mexico. Um, And it's just like interesting, like the things you kind of have in common and like that you're bringing to the table. What's it like? Are you on a forever double date or <laughs> what does right. it feel like you know i feel like it's like <laughs> couples retreat yeah plus tacos yeah. <laughs> right? Dan and i and regina have worked together for about 15 years previous to tepatarian about and uh when we decided to open the restaurant it was like uh somebody that you know we trust each other we work great together you know and and it was like an easy transition for us so it wasn't something that is like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Like, I don't trust them or I don't know how they're going to act or react to certain things. No, not at all. Like, like uh, we know each other. We've been friends for so long. And, and, and the fact that we, we were like good friends prior to even opening the restaurant, like makes it even easier for us. But I think the other thing that really works in our favor, and this is where a lot of people, you know, I think are lacking is that we all have, we all have very specific things that we do. And so between the four of us, we're all working on different things. And so we kind of try to stay in our lane and then it makes it so that a, it's a lot easier if you're just one person doing all of the things that the four of us do. Whoa. Like right. that would be super intense. But I think the nice thing is that there's four of us and like Dan does all of the financials and like all of the licensing and all of the bookkeeping and the payroll and all that, you know? And then Regina does like all of the health department stuff. She works with the kitchen, like some of the staffing. Carlos is a lot of the staffing, the scheduling. He does all the liquor programming and I do all the marketing stuff. So, um, so it works out well for us because we all have stuff that we need to focus on. So we did just say that both, um, one of each couple is from Mexico. It's Hispanic heritage month right now. And, um, how do you guys feel about being able to bring, you know, as you say, the soul of Mexico city into the center of Las Vegas? It it just makes me really proud to say like, Hey, this is how we make it in my hometown. Sometimes you might see me like making a cocktail cleaning the floors, 
bringing a, a dish to the table, I'll do everything. And it is that little detail when you go to the table and talk to people. And then uh, whenever I see some like somebody Latin that comes in and I talk to them a little bit about it and they tell me like, hey, we, we're from Mexico. We eat meat, but we, we want to try it. And it's amazing. I, I talk to them forever, probably like too long. But <laughs> having them talk to me or like to any of the, to the employees or the people that work with us, it, it just makes them feel at home. And, you know, like people who, who miss their, 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 their food from where they're actually from, like just it's amazing. Like I don't really cannot describe aside from the fact that it's just something that makes me really happy and proud. And for me, it's kind of exciting because, like, when I, before I met him, I mean, we've been together almost 17 years now. But before that, like, I, yeah, wait, pause, 17. That's a long time. (laughs) Anyways, go ahead. Um, So before I met him, though, like, I didn't eat anything. Like, I was like, I was so picky, and and but like Mexican food has kind of become like my. Like, I love trying, like, all the things, like, when we go to Mexico, like, trying all the moles, like, doing all the mole tasting and, like, all of these flavors that you just don't get to experience and, like, bringing that sometimes into the restaurant and then seeing other people experience that the way that I experienced that when I first started trying Mexican food, I think is, like, really exciting for me to watch, like, him and Regina, like, be so excited to bring, like, their, you know, heritage to to everything. Where do you get that name, Tacotarian? Because Louie and I love making up things like that. Like at one point, Louie decided that she was a trietarian, yeah, meaning anything. she was going to try to be vegan for a while. Um, no, I try anything. <laughs> yeah, she'll try anything once, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Tacotarian, where do you get that? Actually, our partner, like, through, we were like trying to think of names as a joke, and Regina said it, like, kidding, like, ah ha ha, like, that's so stupid. And we were like, no, wait, that's really good. Yeah. And then yeah, we right. checked to see if it was like trademarked and it wasn't. So grabbed it. Yeah. What do you think awesome. it is about tacos? Because I think so many of us are tacotarians. Like tacos are like pizza to me. It's like one of those things, like I'm always in the mood for a taco. I'm always in the mood for a pizza. Like what is it about tacos that makes them so wonderful? Well, it's the perfect snack or a meal. You know, you can eat it in two bites or make mm-hmm. it last forever. You have the, anything a tortilla can be a taco. So you can just add any profile or meat that you want and you can add any of the salsas. So that makes every single taco different and special. You know, you can just, they're interchangeable. So And it's like affordable. Yeah. It's yeah. like easy. It carries well, like things yeah. like that. What is your favorite taco on the menu? Each of you. Okay. What's a must try? Pastor. Pastor, yeah. And why do you guys like that one so much? The achiote mix. Yeah. The achiote is the mix that makes the, the pastel red. Mm-hmm. And uh, the achiote mix that we have, it's, it's just amazing. It's just like once we've figured it out and we got the perfect mix for that, it was just like... And that's like our house-made seitan. I just yes. think it like it, the flavor of the seitan with the achiote, it's so good. It, it's one of the ones that people... It's one of the ones that we very first served, like before we even had a brick and mortar, we kind of started yeah. like doing a few events here and there and we served that from the beginning and yeah. people were like, and it wasn't even as good then as it is now. And people were like, Oh my God, if this is vegan, like I could eat this every day. Let's move on to show and tell. What do you guys have for show and tell? Okay. We have something so our good. first show and tell is Ava. Oh, yeah. Because I thought she would make a very good show and tell, and she's much more exciting than any software or anything else that we use. <laughs> tell us about awesome. her. Awesome. 
I love her. She got us. She seriously, our dogs got us through the pandemic for sure, and our cat. Um, So we're huge animal people, which we kind of touched on before. We're a big sucker for old busted chihuahuas. That's our favorite. Um, She's an old busted chihuahua. Is she? She's thirteen. That we think she's thirteen. Which we got her from the NSPCA in 2012. And then she shortly after that started having all these seizures and all of this stuff. So like millions of vet and and neurology appointments and all this stuff. Turns out she has like this um, autoimmune brain disease. So um, it was like herself was attacking her brain. So, um, but yeah, we got it under control. She's on lots of meds. She's all good. She's a few cards short of a deck, but she. (laughs) She's awesome. Those are so cute. So we're going to move on to on the fly. I'm going to start with Kristen. Uh-oh. It's going to be 60 seconds rapid fire questions. And then Louie's going to move on to Carlos. Okay. Louie, you got your time yeah, ready? Yeah, let me get my time ready. Say the first thing that comes to your mind, Kristen. Ready. Okay. And here we go. All right. Not tacos. Favorite Mexican food item? Um, mole, for sure. Your spirit animal. Uh, a chihuahua. <laughs> if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Mm, invisibility. Favorite vegetable? Um. Oh my gosh. Broccoli. Dream place to travel and eat. Uh, I Thailand. Childhood food craving. Um, pizza. Your go-to feel-good music. Uh, X. What'd you say? Annie Lennox. Oh, Annie Lennox. Oh, yeah. hey, no more. I love you. I was about to get really upset. <laughs> Favorite adult beverage? Wine. What haven't you done that you really want to do? Uh, travel more places. You're from Florida. What's the one thing you miss about the Sunshine State? My friends. Oh. Florida gets such a bad rap. Um, Some of it's legitimate. There's a lot of cool wackadoos in Florida. (laughs) Let's go, Carlos. 60 seconds rapid fire questions with Carlos from Taco Tarion starting now. Okay, not tacos. What's your fave Mexican food item? I make ceviche, vegan ceviche. Your hometown, what is Los Mochis famous for? Los Mochis is very famous for uh, their seafood because it's right on the uh, on the water and uh, it's right across from the Sea of Cortez. Like Mariscos, yay! Very cool. So, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh man, I wish I could fly. That's a good one. Favorite craft beer? Uh, oh my God, there's so many. But uh, our <laughs> friend. Uh, Chris Jacobs from Beer Zombies just released uh, one of their new hazy IPAs, and it's amazing. If you guys can find it, get it, please. Okay. Dream place to travel and eat. I love uh, St. Bart and uh, to eat Mexico City. Okay. Keep going with Carlos. Yeah, let's keep going. Childhood food craving. Uh, Raspados. Uh, Oh. I don't know if you guys know them, but get a raspado if you ever get a chance. Cool. So, what's your favorite adult beverage? Ooh, oh, everything. Uh, beer, uh, champagne, wine. red wine, everything. What haven't you done that you really want to do? I wanna, I wanna ride a bicycle from across the Baja. 
A friend of mine did it, oh. and it took him two weeks. But I don't know if she will give me the time off to go for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's his dream. Right? Let him go. Let's go ahead and sell it for Takatarian. What's the word on the street? What do people need to know? Give us the 411. Okay. Uh, we have a great selection of uh, craft beer right now. Uh, come and get the Baja Taco, the Pastor. Uh, get the, the monthly special so we can have the charity for this month. is the mushroom cocktail, which is similar to La Ceviche. It's amazing. Ooh. And uh, get a cocktail from uh, any of the cocktails we have. Add some of the 400 Conejos Mezcal that we just got. It's amazing. Shout out to Brilin and the guys from 400. Uh, that'll be it for me. Try something different every time you go. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I want to try those tri- ceviches next time. Yeah. I'm going to be the trietarian at Tacotarian. And Louis, we, watch. they have margaritas there too. Yeah. So we'll be doing margaritas and tacos really soon. Can't Happy wait. Uh, so excited to have you. Happy National Taco Day. We're so excited. It totally deserves its own day. And we guys, we appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. And check out Two Sharp Chefs. That's with a number two on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86th. Till next week.